What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Waiver Wire podcast presented by FanDuel. And let me tell you what was not presented at all. We did not present any real uh, agreeable winners. <laughs> um, it was a fun weekend in football, fun fantasy weekend in uh, some FanDuel DFS. But we we tried to make like a three-headed partnership here and... um we were just talking off the air. It it didn't necessarily work out. We we had some good individual stuff, but I think we're at our best when we're passionately arguing. Jen, how are you today? And what are your thoughts? I'm great. And and Jerry, I have to agree. I mean, case in point, you know, we're sharing a playoff team. You wanted to go with Tom Brady. I said, I'm not convinced Tom Brady's going on. And um, we'll talk about that game more. Uh, I said, I'd like to start Josh Allen. You said, and we said, okay, let's compromise. We'll go Lamar Jackson. Well, Obviously, we shouldn't have compromised. One of us should have just said, no, this is what we're doing, because then we would have a quarterback moving on. But I think we're fine, because we did take Stefan Diggs, which was great. Because, are we not out of it yet, or are we out um, of it? I don't know that we're at. We're probably out of it, because we don't have a quarterback. But that being right. said, we saw some pretty strange things happen. People with Patrick Mahomes, you know, they didn't get Pat Mahomes for the last quarter of the game, essentially. So and these things can happen. So you're never out of it, right? The bummer thing is with this kind of a playoff league is that you're just you can't make any moves. So I'm in a I'm in a couple other playoff leagues where I can still make moves, and that right. feels like you're more into like you're still playing. You can still make adjustments, and so well, that's the players fun. we still have left. We still have Mike Evans. We, we have Stephon Diggs. Big. We have Travis Kelsey. Huge. Um. And we have Devontae Adams, right? We have Devon and we have Devontae Adams. So I think that's all we have left, right? Everybody has four people left, right, obviously, because right. there's only four games. And that's what we have left. Now, you know, there's people who have, I guess, the money lineup right now. Like, if you could have had it, would be what? Aaron Rodgers, Stefan Diggs. Or you could flip it and go Josh Allen, Devontae Adams. One of the combination but, of those two, right? But here's the good thing. We did accumulate a lot of points in our first week because we had Cam Akers who had a really good right. day. Right. Uh, you know, like we had players that had really, and did we had Nick Chubb? Is that right? We also did have Nick he Chubb. He did okay. Uh, Hunt got um, the touchdown. We're going to go around the league mm -hmm. and recap our playoff thoughts and our fantasy thoughts. Uh, but yeah, I guess if you, if you could redo your lineup now and pick, you're four going into the weekend. So if you could pick one quarterback, say one running back, tight end, and then uh, a wide receiver, who would you do? I would do Josh Allen. Right. Um, Devontae? Devontae, yep. Okay. Got to go Kelsey at this point, right? Kelsey. And then right. my running back, so who do I have left? Oh, I then guess Then you I'd only have, have, you have, have, you have Leonard like Fournette Edwards. or Ronald yeah, Jones? Yeah, you'd have to. Yeah, you'd have to go probably Ronald Jones. Although Fournette's been balling. Fournette's he been has. playing really, I, know, it's been, I mean, you know, in a split carry situation and a pass-heavy team. Yeah, but who was going to pick Fournette or Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette or Aaron Jones? I mean, sorry, no. Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones. No one was. No. That's the thing. So we're not out of it yet, though. 
I don't think we're out of it. I don't think we're ever out of it. Jerry. All right. I tell you what else was team. out of it. My uh, my my pick of the week. What happened with Antonio Brown? Was he hurt? What I think happened? Some, yeah, I think something happened. I think he was banged up. And and that being said, and we'll get to that game. I think New Orleans shut down um, a lot of Tom Brady. And how the Bucks won is they capitalized on mistakes from New yeah. Orleans. A lot of mistakes. It wasn't. And Tom Brady did end up actually with a lot of points at the end, which did frustrate me because I was like, oh, I should just let Jerry leave Tom Brady in. But um, Tom Brady actually wasn't that impressive. It was more that his team showed up there. You know, Devin White was impressive. Yeah. And you know what? I, I, I'm a big fan of prop Piacenti, but uh, Oof, our, our, our props did not come through. It was a weird just weekend. Our Can Cam we say Akers, this is one of was. the weirdest divisional rounds or whatever they call it for the weekend? Yeah. I mean, we had backup quarterbacks go in for Lamar Jackson and Pat yeah. Mahomes. So right there, like, by the way, I mean... Every time I say Pat, I feel bad because I know his mom listens and wants him to be Patrick. called Patrick, and I don't Patrick. blame her. And that's what I was thinking when I saw Patrick get up woozy from the ground. And I thought, oh, God, you're like, what if you're the mom and you're watching that's this awful. on TV? It's got to be the worst. I mean, but like, you're. Ugh. That's one of the wor- weirdest injuries because, like, it didn't look like he slammed his head mm-hmm. on the ground, right? Or did mm-hmm. it? I couldn't really tell. It didn't it almost really. look like a whiplash situation. But when he got up, that was like what a fighter looked like when the fighter clearly was like, oh, this guy can't go on. Scary to see. It was scary. And then you just got to wonder. It's like we already. All right. You know what? Let's just let's go around the league and let's okay. start with that game. OK, because that was by right. far Perfect. the most bizarre game. Um, as in regards to Patrick Mahomes. I even said it when they ran like weeks ago, I think it was week 14 or 15 when they ran that wide receiver pass and they sent Mahomes down the sideline. It's like, don't, don't mess with these defensive players. Some of them are crazy. And if they see a free shot at Mahomes, they're going to take it. And he was already what looked like on one leg, like looked like Mahomes had a bum wheel. His toe, I think. And look, he's one of the best scramblers ever. Not that he's the fastest, we're not that he's the most elusive, but in terms of pocket presence and just overall craftiness of getting the exact yardage he needs without really taking many hits, he's really good at it. But when a guy's on a bum leg, I, I mean, you can't question any of the play calling because what they went on to later do is pretty genius. But I just don't like seeing that. Just run a slant to Kelsey. Yeah, I, I didn't like it either. I didn't like any of that, but especially with his bum toe, like you said. And when he stood up, one of the things I thought when he got the hit is also he has a bad toe. Like yeah. he should not come back out. Like he's been hit too hard. He can't stand up. Like you have to leave him out of this game and you have to just trust that you have the components in place. And they did. Um, but you got to, I, I actually don't think that was an especially brutal hit by Cleveland. I think that's just part of football. Some people are saying it was, it was strange. It just was a strange, strange everything hit. about I think it, it went was down strange. strangely. But I um, mean, is there any doubt that he's playing next week? No, I don't think so. Like, he's, he's playing, playing, right? He's playing. He's playing, but I'm not going to lie. It did. It does make me feel better about the Bills chances that maybe he is going to be a little off. Maybe he is going to be compromised his foot too. I mean, you never know. Now, but let's let's rewind in that game for a second. So, mm-hmm. and I, we don't even have to make the, every show this one's going to be talking about how bad the touchback rule is. And yeah, I, I, you know what? I get it. it. I could actually argue both sides. Like I, I, you know, I, I like that Stefans. What Stefanski said after the game, he said like we 
we literally teach like do not reach for the pylon like it's something we go over and over and over again but he said with higgins he's like but higgins has worked so hard this year and has performed so well and i trust whatever decision he made like he stood by his guy for reaching the ball out and then all the other stuff that comes with it the helmet to helmet and all that yeah. like it's Very just cool. it was a weird game but if the browns go in the store uh, score right there and Mahomes mm -hmm. is not hurt yet. How are you feeling about, I mean, I think the outcome might have been the same, but how are you feeling about what the Browns were showing you to that point? Because they were almost dead in the water. Baker kept bringing them back. No, I was really excited uh, to watch this game. And I have to say, I couldn't believe it because you know my anti-Baker propaganda. I was you totally rooting for Baker. Yeah. At, at this point in the game, I was like, come on, make this a game. This is fun. It was great. It's having a great time. I thought they may have even had a chance to pull it out. Once Patrick Mahomes went out, I definitely thought, uh oh, this is going to be like the biggest upset maybe of all time. I felt it too. <laughs> all my Cleveland Brown group texts yeah. with everybody here in Cleveland started uh, started perking up. And um, I had tweeted that I thought Baker answered the bell every single time he was chatting. Now, and of course, I was greeted by insults. And uh, well, what about that interception? Like, it, it didn't mean he played a perfect game. Yes, no. he threw a bad pick, but then he answered the bell. Answering the bell is like you get back up when you get knocked down. He came right back after that pick and let him right downfield. I think for the most part, he was making good decisions. And that's something that we didn't see from Baker in the past. It seemed like he didn't have that ability to make quick decisions and make the right decisions quickly. And he seemed to be in control of his game. Like, yeah, sure. He threw a pick. It happens three times if you're Drew Brees. Here's a question. <laughs> and I found myself thinking about this right after the game. Um, are, is Baker's development, because it is uncanny how he mm -hmm. has developed since Odell went out. And mm -hmm. as a Giant fan who watched Odell Beckham Jr. for years and years and years, like the guy's talent is undeniable. He is a, He's one play away from a touchdown every time. It hasn't been that way since he's gotten to Cleveland. But now you're the Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr. coming back into next season. Hopefully he's healthy and 100%. Is Beckham a positive or a negative for the way the Browns are trending? I think he's still a positive. I mean, any other weapon is a positive. And if he doesn't play well, fine. Rashard Higgins can take his spot. Um, so I don't think there's a, a negative to Baker. I think, and you saw Odell Beckham come out and, you know, on his Twitter and be like, don't count out the Browns. And like, he seems to be a team player for this team. Was there something in the locker room with their egos? Maybe, who knows? But... I don't, I think it's still a positive. I don't think he takes away. I don't think there's any. I don't think he takes away. The thing I don't love about whatever the situation was in the earlier and maybe Baker playing all this time with Odell and then Odell seeing that the Browns can win without him. Maybe that actually is the best thing that could happen because if Odell Beckham does come back and is just ready to play, having adding that weapon to Landry Higgins, Chubb and Hunt, it's going to make them extremely dangerous. And what I like that I saw from Baker since Odell went out is, I don't know, when Odell was there, it felt like, and I've been in that situation more in a basketball sense, even in like a pickup game where like, this guy's so good. How do we not give him the ball every single time? Mm -hmm. So what ends up happening is you got a bunch of guys who kind of stand around and wait. And I feel like Baker was always looking Odell first and then whatever else was happening later. And now he was just making the right play. Right. And I thought we really saw some big strides. And I thought Baker was a leader. Um, so we'll see how that is going forward. But, were you were worried at all about the Chiefs even before Mahomes went out? 
Like, how did you think the Chiefs looked even before Mahomes went out? I thought they looked fine, but basically exactly what we said on the last podcast. They have trouble covering the spread, and I think that they play at the level of the competition that they need to so that they win, but they don't blow out. And I think that's what we were seeing. Like, they weren't really dominant, but they were fine. They were still in control. They know they can be in control. And that's that's how I felt. I mean, I absolutely think the Bills can upset them this week. I, I think that's... <laughs> It's probably exactly 50-50 in my mind who wins. I don't think they have a clear advantage. Is there Has there ever been a matchup where it is two teams that have pretty much absolutely no run game? Uh, See, like the quarterbacks are the best and, or the wide receivers are the best running backs? It's interesting that you said that because I was thinking about it already because I'm already thinking forward to my picks of the week and my FanDuel lineups, right? And I'm like, well, those are the two, two teams you can run on, right? You can run on Kansas City um, and you can run on Buffalo. But do I want either of these running backs? And who do I want? Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Darrell Williams. Like, do I want Leonard? I, you know, like, who do I want? Leonard Fournette of Green Bay? Because Green Bay, you can run on. Like, it's just, it's such a strange, I think of all the running backs left, there's nobody really enticing except Aaron Jones, who for whatever reason, the Green Bay Packers still don't really let lead their backfield. So it's interesting. It's, it's clear that this league has become a passing league. Yeah, I don't know if I remember a time where all four teams now in the the respective championship games, like there's no hmm. definitive running back. Superstar I mean, I guess if back. you had to pick one, it's Aaron Jones, but you know, the other Aaron is kind of running the show there. So uh yep. we're gonna see. Yeah. Geez, let's let's try and think of the total combined number of passes in both games coming up. I a lot. 100 and, 145 is the over under of total passes between uh, both games. I got 35 per okay. quarterback pretty much. Yeah, it's probably going to be close to that. I would yeah. take the under. Because yes, somebody's going to try to get like, sneaky. And there's no disrespect to Drew Brees. I love Drew Brees and if this was it for him, you know, what a great career from a guy who is always always too small coming out of Purdue and San Diego kind of dis discarded him. And then he almost went to Miami and he settled in with the Saints. Like, this is the, the four quarterback. I mean, the NFL has got to be extremely happy. Is there any other quarterback you could think that you'd rather see in this foursome right now? Maybe Lamar, you could say? I would say maybe Lamar. Um, but no, this is this, this is, is so good. And, and you've got office. like, and you're gonna have veteran versus young kid, no matter what happens. So you're gonna have Arguably, I understand that everyone says Tom Brady is the goat. I actually think he's the loat, the luckiest <sighs> of all time. But, you know, you're going to have he or Aaron Rodgers versus either Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, or Josh Allen. It's going to be an old guy versus a young that? guy. It's it going to be amazing. And it's going to be like, no, son, I'm still dominant. Or, no, it's time for you to hand over the mantle. But the storyline, whatever way you write it, is so good. By the way, I don't know why I've recently become obsessed with Aaron Rodgers, but I have. Just recently. Yeah, just recently. And I was recently watching videos of him on YouTube talking about how he saw a UFO. Like, like what is wrong with me? Don't get me started well, I don't on even, UFOs. Is this, I, I, Are you in or out on UFOs, Jen? Answer right now. I'm in. All in or just like, meh, probably? Uh, I'm all in. 
I'm all into. That's yeah. all. All right. Uh, okay. Let's pitch a whole That's different next... podcast right. to Sal and everybody. We're gonna do. We're gonna go full on Joe Rogan and have UFO when, guests. When you start only. watching Bob Lazar videos late at night, then we're totally gonna be besties. Oh, I've watched every Bob Lazar <laughs> documentary. I've watched it all. I've watched it all. Trust me. I need less George Knapp, more Bob. Anyway. All right, Jerry, let's take a quick break and talk about how Waiver Wired is proud to be presented by FanDuel. Never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Well, great. FanDuel's offering users the chance to play for free during the NFL playoffs with no deposit required. Just sign up and FanDuel will give you a free entry to a contest each week of the football season where you can win real prizes. And for those folks who want to deposit, FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20 percent deposit match. All right, Jerry, why do you love playing on FanDuel? Well, it's pretty simple, Jen. Uh, first and foremost, you get to pick a new team every game, okay? And then also, there's different and unique contests that are across all sports in relation to your skill level, which, believe me, I need help with the skill level, okay? Uh, they even have daily snake drafting, which is available in addition to salary cap again, okay? And FanDuel is offering users the chance to play for free. No deposit required. So just download the Fantasy app to play now. FanDuel, more ways to win. Now back to the show. <laughs> if you had to pick which old man and which young man, not even saying who you yep. think is going to win, mm -hmm. what entertainment value-wise, better game, which old man versus young man combo would you rather see? Entertainment value-wise? Yeah, like a good Super Bowl. Like for actually a great like Super a, Bowl. Like a great Super Bowl? I yes. think it's probably Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. See, I disagree. I actually go the complete other way. I think really? entertainment-wise, right now, currently, I think it's Allen and Brady, and here's why. Allen, because I just think he's healthier at this point. Like, it's always Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is my favorite player, quarterback to watch. He's the man. But I just think with all the injuries, and I'm sure if he, look, if they win next week, he has a lot of time to recover, so he will probably be healthy I just think the way Allen is fully, the Buffalo Bills are fully, fully healthy. Like there's no Minus one. Minus Zach Moss. That's a pretty big one. I, is it though? Come on. Well, Why is it, it is because it, it, is because it limits it. their run game and their ability to have run pass options. Well, I disagree. I disagree. No, I, I love I Zach Moss. Matters. I drafted Zach Moss. Zach Moss is a wonderful player. This is nothing against Zach Moss. Buffalo's offense is not featuring Zach Moss. He's going to get the goal line carries for sure. It's not featuring Zach Moss, but it does make it at least feel like there's a threat when there's someone other than Devin Singletary there. I don't, I don't see it. Do you think any defense is lining up against the Bills saying, like, we got to make sure Zach Moss doesn't beat us? No, and that's exactly why Zach Moss could beat them. Mm, I disagree. No disrespect <laughs> to Zach Moss. I think he's an awesome player. I don't think that... And versus Kansas City, they need that run game. I... I don't think that's going to be it. Saying. I think Josh Allen would probably be the leading rusher if Zach Moss was still on the team. And I think the threat of Josh Allen rushing. Here's why. So Josh Allen for that is why I think it might make for a more entertaining Super Bowl unless Mahomes and Allaire and the Chiefs offenses and Watkins, you know, listen, Sammy Watkins too. Not that he's, you know, like vintage T.O. or anything, but Sammy Watkins is a really good, trustworthy wide receiver as a compliment to what they got going on. Well, when he doesn't wash his hands in butter, but yeah. <laughs> and the reason why I picked Tom Brady, could you imagine, imagine Tom goes through 
Well, he went through Washington week one. Fine. Then he goes through Drew Brees. Then he goes through Aaron Rodgers. And then if he goes and beats Mahomes or Allen or one of the young, like, I, I mean, what level of accomplishment this would be that I, I don't think Brady could accomplish anything else other than going undefeated and winning the Super Bowl. Well, that's a better storyline, but you were asking me what's better in t- entertainment for watching the game. But that is entertainment for me. The storyline. Oh, well, then I are misunderstood the, the question. Then I misunderstood the question. So in that case, I think it's Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. But you think Rodgers will put on more of a actual offensive, yes, an show. actual show? Yes. Yeah. Rogers Either way, Adams. I don't think there's a bad. There's not a bad matchup left. This is the first time in a long time that I I'm like, oh, just don't let it be this team. I really could care less. Any one of these combinations are going to be deserving. fantastic. I agree. I have a question. Remember. A few weeks ago, we did a mailbag, and yes. someone asked us our Super Bowl picks. I think what did we say? I think yours was Kansas City, Tampa Bay. I yes, think. it was. It was. And I've been on Tampa was for a while. Green Bay, Buffalo. So we're actually both still in it. We didn't do too bad so far. Right. And what, yeah, we we're at least going to get half of the equation. <laughs> um, there's. I, I know we were talking about Browns, Chiefs, and we moved on to 400 other things. Um, uh, you know, and and you know what, Williams did have seventy eight yards. It wasn't like you know mm-hmm. there was no form of a run game. If anything, yeah, and Chubb and Hunt almost com- you know they pretty much combined for a hundred yards in the TD. But uh, you know who's huge in that game? And Joku just made some huge catches. I did not expect that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, Kelsey just gets a hundred yards in his sleep. I didn't even. Did, do you know Tyreek Hill had eight catches for one ten? It's like the quietest one ten ever. Well, except for the the last catch, which was not quiet at all. That was a big freaking balls, deal. balls, <laughs> just just balls of steel. Who do you think makes that call? Is it Andy Reid? It has to be Andy Reid. I think right? it's Andy Reid. I think it's Andy Reid. But whose play is that? Who is saying, let's put Chad Henney in a shotgun, not even under center where we're going to like at least try to get the threat of a snap. Let's put him in shotgun, roll him out to the right. Scary. And let's snap the ball with six seconds on the play clock, not one, which I think is brilliant. Every team that's doing that usually waits to like two seconds to try and draw him off sides and then occasionally snaps it. They snapped it at like six seconds left. Well, I can tell you what, if I'm Eric Bieniemy, I'm going into my interview today saying that was my play. What's with this Eric Bieniemy's not getting interview stuff? Is this, he is, is getting this... interviews now. They right, just made I... an exception this morning that he can do it before the playoffs. He's actually interviewing today with Houston, I think tomorrow with Philadelphia. And okay. one of these teams, <laughs> you got to think one of these teams is going to take him. I mean, who's I'm just hired waiting. coaches so far? The Jets? Everybody. Uh, the, Jets the Jets are hired. Detroit the is hired? supposedly, yeah, it's, it's all but official. Is that, and then the um, Falcons hired the, the Titans. Falcons. OC, right? Yes. And um, yeah. Why? So that leaves Philadelphia and. Now explain to someone Houston. who's dumb like me of why oh, the would Chargers. You, right. Why would you hire a coach until you got a chance to talk to what I think is probably the best candidate out there? Because like, you, what's the thought? You want to get him started right away? Like, you can't know. wait three more weeks? What's the when thought? When you like, know, you know, and you don't want another team to hire him. That's what your thought process but is. But how do you what know if somebody else makes an offer? To, when you don't talk to the guy who very well might. Look, I'm not saying that Eric Benemy isn't the most qualified. I look at him, that's who I think it is. But I've read on some articles that he isn't 
as impressive in the interviews as some of the other candidates. I mean, you got to wonder why does he keep going to all these interviews and not getting it? I'm not saying it's true, but there's something, there's something going on. Well, didn't he sort of decide not to take, I mean, I don't know if he had last any offers, year. That's what it sounded like. Sort of decide like he wanted to run it back. Right. That's what it sounded like uh, last year. Yes. But this year, I think, I mean, I don't know. I think that, um, you know, as soon as Deshaun Watson sends him his contract, <laughs> Oh, and then, oh, Jets, Twitter. Oh, the trade offers for Deshaun Watson. Oh, man. Who goes Sam Darnold, uh, Perriman, and our first this year, our first next year, which in the NFL, I think there is a limit to the first round picks you can offer me. That's the NBA. I don't know. But like some of these Jet offers, it's like this, that's Jets and Dolphins. Dolphins have more reasonable offers, though. But yeah. Um, We'll see. We'll see what's going on. Oh, my Lord. All right. Well, let's keep it moving. Let's go to your now, your new obsession, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers uh, versus the Rams. I was off on this. Well, our selections were, I liked Ravens, Rams, Bucks, Browns, right? I believe. Mm -hmm. That's what you liked. I liked um, Ravens. I thought Ravens would keep this much. I'm sorry. I liked Rams, I thought the Rams would keep this much closer. Um, and we like the under two here, didn't we? We like the under two, but here's the one thing we didn't know. We were <laughs> told all week Aaron Donald's going to play. He's going to be fine. And he didn't play. Well, that makes a big flipping difference, yeah, Sean the best McVay. defensive player in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. No pressure on the I mean, come on. So anyway, yet again, Sean McVay with his whatever he does, trying to be... <laughs> Irritated. I'm um, irritated. I picked the wrong Aaron. Yeah, it just was like Packers seemed to have control of that whole game. The Rams made a mm-hmm. little bit of a attempt. It just was, it's hard to believe that a team that is so as all in as the Rams are between the cap and draft picks and everything that they've given up to assemble this roster. And I guess when fully healthy, you can say it is a contending roster. I mean, they they were here. I think if Aaron Donald plays, the game is slightly different. I still don't think they win. But what do the Rams do from here? It's it's all about one yeah. thing, right? It's all about the QB. It's a great question. And, and Jared Goff's only 26. He's still young. It's just, it, it's hard for me to say that you're going to dump a guy that got you to a Super Bowl and then came out even in these last days. I mean, he was playing in freezing cold weather with a pin yeah. in his thumb and he came out off the bench last week and helped rally them to win versus the heavily favored Seahawks. Okay, not heavily, but everyone thought the Seahawks were going to win. Except for me and you, Jerry. We did, did get that one. But um, how are you really going to throw him to the curb? I know. Can you? I mean, I feel like people just get so excited. And and here's another thing I have with with football fans and fantasy football fans. You guys get so bored. You come up with this stuff that's so ridiculous. And you're already talking about your dynasty rankings and these trades and whatever. Like, get a hobby or play baseball or something. It's way too soon. And you're already mad at people and talking about this and that and that. Just it's let go, chill out, find another sport. Become a Knicks fan. They're good this year. I understand. <laughs> Listen, uh, that is not necessarily the greatest thing for your health to become a <laughs> Knicks fan. As you can see, as I, I watch the Knicks game in the background here against the Magic where they just blew a 14-point lead, but we're able to hang on, and the Knicks always play noon on Martin Luther King Day like every year. The first Knicks game I actually ever watched where I knew – what was going on and was able to follow it. And it was very interesting because my fandom almost 
switched. It was, I believe, 1988. So I was about nine years old. Uh, and a rule was made on this day that forever changed the NBA. It's called the Trent Tucker rule. It was Knicks Bulls on Martin Luther King. It was January 15, 1988. I'm off from school like every other, every, every other kid. I'm watching. I really was starting to get into basketball, and I started to know what was going on. And I just remember watching. It was Knicks Bulls. And obviously, I feel like, okay, it's the New York Knicks. I should root for the Knicks. I'm from New York. But I'm like, this Jordan guy is really good. <laughs> He's like pouring <laughs> on. I'm like, wow, this Michael Jordan guy is really fun to watch. And Trent Tucker hit a game-winning three with 0.1-tenth of a second on the clock, which nowadays it's, it has been deemed that it's not humanly possible for a shooting motion to take 0.1 seconds. seconds. The, the minimum amount of time is 0.4. And that rule was created on Martin Luther King Day, Knicks Bulls, I believe it was 1988, the Trent Tucker rule. And I have not seen a, tons of glory with the Knicks ever since then. We had a little great run in the 90s there. The 2000s have been real rough. Uh, I, I mean, the Knicks right now are like six and seven and it's the greatest feeling in the world. So that's why I think I like Browns fans so much. But Packers key to victory going in now, like it really is all about the probable MVP, right? It's right. just, it's just Rogers. And does he keep control and stay hot and just continue to have such a masterful control of the game? Right. It's just, yeah. And I think the green Bay defense really needs to come with a game plan. They need to play tough because the defense really won that game yesterday for Tom yeah. Brady and Green Bay cannot break down in the defense and their secondary hasn't been the best. So they just need to be sharp. If they're sharp, Aaron Rodgers. Who's the best defense left in the playoffs? I think it's in that game, right? I think it's Tampa Bay. Yeah. Green Bay has a sneaky good defense. They're not locked down, but they're opportunistic. But you can run on them. Yeah. I mean, they they can do it. They absolutely can. But the, the key is, I believe Aaron, I believe the Green Bay Packers put up the most points per game this year overall as a team. So, and that was what was so interesting with their game with the Rams, the Rams had allowed the least points per game as a team. So you saw the defense versus offense and you saw the offense still come out on top. So if green Bay can just make sure that their defense holds up their part of the bargain, I think that they have a, and and it's crazy because you look at Tampa Bay, who has more weapons, Tampa Bay without question, without question. So if Aaron Rodgers can beat Tom Brady, then I can we call him the new goat? I mean, what would Aaron Rodgers? And this is no respect to the GOAT, Tom Brady. But what would Aaron Rodgers be like if he had Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, exactly. Rob Gronkowski, Chris Godwin? <laughs> exactly. Uh, what, I mean, he, he would be probably pretty unstoppable. I mean, although he does have... He does have Devontae Adams. He does have one of the best Just receivers, like- I think, in the last 10 years. I think Devontae is like crossing into that territory with like the Andre Johnsons and the Megatrons where it's just like this guy is just completely uncoverable no matter who you throw at him. Uh, He had like a bad game and he still had, you know, he still had some catches and it wasn't even like, and he had like a mediocre game by his level. Uh, Let's talk Bucks Saints. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to foreshadow. I know it annoys you to talk this early, but is Jameis Winston, the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints going into next year. And if he is, is he instantly in the top 15 of fantasy quarterbacks coming in with Sean Payton? I hope he is. 
because I loved it when he took that contract that he went from, you know, demanding all this money in Tampa Bay and just getting it together and being like, you know what? No, I'm going to put my head down and I'm going to study from one of the best and I'm going to study with one of the best and I'm going to become a good player, uh, an even better player and a better leader. He's young. He's talented. He has a cannon. He just has to quit throwing picks. He's awesome for fantasy. He's amazing for fantasy. And if Michael Thomas, by the way, where was Michael Thomas? We're talking about some of the greatest receivers and he just like no showed yesterday. Michael Thomas is back. Um, And then we even saw like Traquan Smith. We saw Deontay Harris was a beast yesterday until he got injured. Uh, You know, there's a lot of weapons there too. Plus you got a really good football mind in Sean Payton. Do do the Saints win this game? And I'd be curious to hear what our Saints fan, our producer Martin thinks. This and this is a reach, and obviously we know it was Drew Brees' probable last game. So and he deserves that. He deserves to just play until you lose. But do the Saints have a better chance of winning that game with Jameis? I think so. Here, here's a question: What is your concern level about Taysom Hill, though? Why did they go to Taysom Hill this year instead of Jameis? when they had the opportunity to use Jameis. And does that say they don't trust Jameis? I mean, they put him in for one play. By the way, sorry, Tampa Bay, you guys played a great game. But when you see a backup quarterback that never plays line up as a wide receiver, he's probably going to throw the ball. Well, that's what I, here's, I was screaming like the I'm whole time saying. when Jameis Winston is in what are, the what game. What else are going to use Jameis Winston And you know for? it's Sean Payton. You know not, there's like a revenge element of here. Of course, and he deserved it. Like, good for him. I mean, unless there was like a, you, what are you worried about? The double-double trick? Like, Jameis <laughs> is like the big diversion. Like, he's going to draw all this attention. You worry about the double-double fake out? How do you not know I, I that that's going to happen? All right, what's the... Okay, and then they what? Maybe just run up the middle instead for seven yards? It's Fine, totally... Give them yeah, that. it's just for Camara. We just did that to distract you from Alvin. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just... <laughs> that's a, I don't know how you don't just scream, pass, pass, pass. <laughs> like, just don't... I don't know. I That was lost upon me. Um, but no, Jerry. Yes, there he is. Martin, how only, do you feel? Not only would the Saints have won the game, I think the Saints would have won that game if Taysom Hill was available. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because all year... I do, too. All year, they had to load manage, basically, Drew Brees, and it, they couldn't in the playoffs. However, they made their own bed because they could have, like, when uh, those five games that Taysom Hill started, they could have started Jameis Winston and got him some reps, and right, then right. you could rotate him in, and then you're not pulling necessarily your starting quarterback with sight unseen, like, in the third quarter. Because uh, to be honest, if they had just ran Jameis Winston, like if they had a Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz package, right? except it's Drew Brees, it's not Carson Wentz. So nobody's going to be like, is, is he getting benched? You know, it's right. going to be like, he's old. We can see it. The same way nobody said, nobody was worried who the quarterback was in Indianapolis when Jacoby Brissett would come in. Right. But I, I still feel a way about it. It's I agree. I feel sad. like they wasted a lot of Jameis that they could have used. Well, Martin, do you want... It's like okay. era. It's like for 15 years, Saints had quarterback and coach, and that's all you want in the NFL. And they got one yep. Super Bowl out of it. Do you so. want to see Jameis as your starting quarterback next year for the New Orleans Saints? I'd say either. Right now, that would be optimal. Like if you ask me, like pick of the litter, like yeah, let's have Deshaun Watson. You know, <laughs> well, right, well, right, 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 yeah. But I but guess if you of, factor in uh, Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston and maybe some other like gettable either free agents or trade candidates, yeah, uh, of, yeah, of the people who I imagine will be available for the Saints who are in cap hell, 
give me Jameis and like a second rounder and, and we'll see what we, we'll work from there. Well, he's already on my radar for uh late draft and stash because I think with that offense and Sean Payton, if they could just minimize the interceptions, I think that Jameis could return back to being like a top seven or eight fantasy QB. And then that's just, I mean... I mean, the best know. thing about... um. Jameis, though, is even though he throws the picks, he just throws so many more yards that it, it almost yes. doesn't matter for fantasy. For your real team, that's frustrating because you can lose the game. But, but there should be a Jameis and- rule, a scoring rule. And I have I have competed in a league in the past in fantasy that did this. And I actually thought it's a pretty good rule because I do think that there should be some punishments having a heavier minus for a pick six. Yes. Well, I think a lot of leagues do that. A lot of leagues do yeah. that. And I think that should be more the standard. Like, what do you think? What picks are usually what? Minus two, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think about minus four for a pick six? Yeah, absolutely. Then you got to take a long, hard look at James. <laughs> James Winston. Like, mm, maybe you're maybe it's top 15 uh, fantasy. We're not going to go through the lines or props because nothing's really even out yet. We don't even know Mahomes' official status. But just I like to get the first blush instincts of picks here. So coming right off Sunday in the weekend, again, not even talking spreads yet. We'll get all into that in our Thursday or Friday show. What is your gut telling you? We asked what would be the most entertaining matchup. What is your gut telling you? Just wins, no point spreads. What is your gut telling you? What are we seeing in Tampa, which might be a home game? That's also why the storyline is even better. Isn't the Super Bowl in Tampa? Uh, that's a good question. I didn't even know it is. I'm like nine. It is right. So they would get a home game. As, I mean, essentially, I mean, it's not going to be loaded with Bucks fans, but it's going to be. I mean, Tom Brady. I think it's again. Be the first can time I go ever. back? Can I go back? Tom Brady is the loat, the luckiest of all time. This oh, is ridiculous. That's so sour. Whatever. That's so sour. It used to be uh, Bill Belichick. Uh, now, now he's doing this at Bruce Arians. I have to just one second, Jen. Have you heard Rob Parker about Rob, on Tom Brady ever? No. What does he like, say? You and him are the only two people I've ever heard say he is the low. I'm telling you today on Deadspin.com, really? Rob Parker of Extra Points Podcast Network fame also published a comment that Rob Parker, I mean, uh, uh, that Tom Brady is the low. I'm not <laughs> saying that, like, I'm just saying like you guys kind of like great minds think alike. I'll take that. I'll take a great well, minds think alike from uh, from Rob Parker. I want to find that piece because I want to hear the case. And look, I, I think that luck is involved for greatness for for everybody. I mean, even MJ who went six and zero, a little bit of luck kind of helped him through that. You could say Tom Brady was lucky because like the Bledsoe injury, which even gave him the shot, and then he was kind of like court like game manager in that first Super Bowl. I don't. <sighs> I don't know. To do it this long at this age, yes, I know he has like a loaded supporting cast, but so does Drew Brees. And Drew Brees is a year or two younger. And, you know, Drew Brees has. Yeah, just and Drew as Brees good is not loaded... as lucky. You, <laughs> I, I get luck with like the opportunity that he got came along, but he was ready for that opportunity when it came. I get luck saying like you get coached by the greatest coach in NFL history, probably, right? That's certainly lucky. You had Randy Moss for a while. That's certainly lucky. But to do it this long, I don't know. I don't know about the Lote theory 
when you're 43 years old and you're aging backwards. You're fucking you're Benjamin Button. He's Benjamin Button. Buttons? Button? He's aging backward. Did you see him with Drew Brees' kid throwing the ball and like hugging Drew Brees? You you're see that after the uh, game? Uh, you're going to fall for it just like the rest of us did. No, no, I'm just saying he looks great. He looks looks great. He looks so charm. Yeah, he looks great throwing the ball to Drew Brees' kid. He he looks adorable. He looks charming. He's all those things. He's a snake. He's a snake in the grass. What's so snaky about staying after the game, after your shower, after your press conferences to go give a hug to a guy who's probably done and has had a great career who he's competed against? I'm just saying. And then throwing a fade route to his kid. By the way, great. I I guess those are his kids. Great catch, by the way. It was a great catch. catch. I thought the same thing. Went up to climb the ladder. Got it. I fell for it too. His cute Instagram, him and his buddy Gronk, and then he goes out and advocates for. I just, I, I feel like it's still all about him. Got Antonio Brown as bonus. What? Like, come on. Yeah. I don't know, Jen. Next thing you know, he's going to be advocating for Josh Gordon. (laughs) He's available. Just not eligible. So your gut, (laughs) we're going back to your gut. Did we answer your gut? Okay. So what does my gut say? Um, I think Aaron Rodgers is Mm going to go to the Super Bowl. Okay. I think it'll still be a great storyline for Tom Brady that he got this far and all of that. For sure. Although now that you told me that the Super Bowl is in Tampa, I might almost have to switch because Great well, first story. of all, shame on me for not knowing the Super. I guess I did know that in the back of my mind. Well, it's like, it about, but you know, it's weird times right now. Um, like, dude, it's not like you're gonna go. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> um, but now I almost feel like I have to root for Tom Brady because that's exactly the way the script would play out for him. Because the guy's married to Giselle. I mean, the guys, the guys had a good life, and it seems like he should get to play a Super Bowl in Tampa. And I don't but, think that's ever happened before. Yeah. Right? See? I don't think that's ever happened. Yeah, where dang the, it. The I really wanted it. to go for Aaron, and now you're kind of making the case for Tom. Storylines. Listen, I'm, I'm in the entertainment business. I like a good story. I think that's a real... I, I do agree. I'm going Aaron. I'm going Aaron because okay. he's going to take me on a who? UFO one day. And he's going to host Jeopardy. Aaron and versus who? Aaron versus... Gut. Give me I'm going to go... I'm going to go with my pick, Josh Allen. Okay. That was my pick a few weeks ago. I think it's his time. Uh, I'm just going to stick with it. I'm not going to waver. I'm not going to waver. Kind of want to waver. You're not going to waver wired? I'm not going to waver wired. I'm going to stick with Josh. I'm behind you, Josh. Even though you have that terrible mustache, you need to shave that. That's terrible, a playoff stash. That's like a. But if it's keeping you in, you can you can yeah, keep it. If it's, if it's part of what's making you win. That's a superstition stash. I've I done all like that. He's had it for a while though, and they've on like I a great know. win streak. They're like the I know. Last no, 10 don't. Weeks, okay, don't shave fantastic. it. If it's part of why you're winning, don't shave it. But after the season, please shave it because I feel like it's you trying to look grown up, and it just makes you look more like a kid trying to look grown up. Would there have been any weirder, stranger game and fanhood if it was Bills Browns? I think because if you think about those two fan bases and those two franchises, like similar to like baseball when it was like when it was Indians Cubs, it was like oh my god, there's no wrong answer here. Oh, the Cubs was the right answer, Um, but right, but I'm just saying you would have felt good (laughs) for either team winning it. No, I didn't. I was all in on the Cubs. All I forget. I, why did I bring up baseball? That's such yeah, a mistake right. by me. It's just, it's just bad. It's bad news. Um, can we just say this? Could the networks have gotten any luckier with how this all went down? It's perfect. I mean, it's perfect. The Browns Chiefs come on. The Bills are a you know huge fan base that you know deserves it. But then 
you have them going against, you know, the returning champs chiefs, which are huge. And then you've got Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady over here. I mean, it was perfect in every way. Well, let's flip it. What would have been the worst final four for the networks? Let's totally flip the the script. Would it have been Colts, Washington, Mm -hmm. uh, Tennessee. A team without a without a name, Washington right. football team. Tennessee. I mean, so let's go in I the mean, AFC. Let's go Colts, Titans. And again, we're not saying that we don't we don't. We're like, just we're talking, talking about, about just like numbers, ratings, like ratings and numbers, and all the fancy stories everyone's gonna get all excited about. I think Titans would have been a would have been okay because of Derek. So Henry. then after the Colts, who would have been the second team in there? Ravens have Lamar and have think, box office. I actually think the Ravens aren't that good for ratings. I don't know. I could be wrong. And then in the NFC, you got to go what? Washington and and the Rams probably. And the Rams, I guess. I mean, that Super Bowl they put up versus Patriots. Speaking of, so boring. It was the most boring. All right. Are you going to redeem yourself? Or am I going to have to take away the name of Prop Piacenti? Oh, God. I don't know. Here's the thing. These get harder and harder the deeper you go into playoffs because all the things that mattered before, they don't matter. There's new game plans. It's a new season. Uh, it's hard to look at data. I mean, I'll try. I will definitely try. I, I loved your props when you, said, when you said it. Will we have they hit felt anything? Good. Or was that a total over? No. I think, did we do the Cam Akers prop? Because that one hit. Or did I do that on my radio show? I can't remember. I think you did that on your on your radio show. I think we were okay. talking Kareem we were talking Hunt, J.K. Dobbins. Totals, J.K. Dobbins, uh, anytime TD, was it? And the yeah. Ravens didn't even score a TD. And they didn't. Yep. And um, there was one other and one. Josh that Allen, not, anytime Josh Allen, TD as well. Didn't anytime happen. TD, yeah. All right, big week coming up. Redemption coming Oof. up for you. Yikes. Prop PHND. And then I will, I already have the prop lock of the year. Uh, I already know what the coin toss in the Super Bowl is going to be. It's going to be tails. I'm calling it now. Wow. Three weeks before it I even happens. Like, tails before the Super Bowl. I feel like you have a 50-50 chance at that one. It's good. <laughs> it's good. It's like my wife, when she's making the case of like, we could have had a girl. It might have been a boy when we found It's like, well, you had a 50% chance of being right. So uh, way to go. Tails in the Super Bowl. Book it now. Get the odds <laughs> in. Um. We'll probably be back Friday, right? We like the Friday show because we get the bet, we get like the closest odds and the most up to the minute. Yeah, we need that. We, I everyone. feel like we need that information because we, you know, for instance, it would have been nice to know Cooper Cup definitely wasn't playing last week. There are things, that came out of you know? nowhere for me. Yeah, and that again, we didn't know that when we talked about it. We didn't know Cooper Cup was definitely was that not injury or was that COVID? I didn't even it catch was what that injury, was. Injury, I believe. Injury. And and he had, you know he was compromised last week, but he still played. And right. and Sean McVay had said Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup are probably going to play. I don't see any worries. I mean, again, frustrating because you're making. I mean, I get it. They're not doing it for us, you know, <laughs> gamblers less. out there. <laughs> right. But still, come on, have a heart, come on. Sean. Yeah. All right. Well, let's agree. Friday, prop Piacenti redemption on her mind coming into the weekend back against the wall redemption on her mind that's i'm going to give you my best jim nance setting the table okay that's all you get for now no pressure we will we will be back friday martin welcome to the james winston era i'm happy for you i think it's a good era i think you're gonna get lots of enjoyment and lots of wild fourth quarters in your future and um yeah that's it for me 